Hey, Bitch Talkers. This is Aaron, and this is episode 213 of the Bitch Talk Podcast. Uh, you can find us at our website at bitchtalkpodcast.com, Twitter at Bitch Talk Pod, Facebook, we're at Bitch Talk Podcast, Instagram, Bitch Talk Podcast, one word. Or you can just email us. Say hello, please. We've had a we've had a few listeners uh, chime in and, and say hello. We're the real BT pod at gmail.com. That's the real BT pod at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please, please, please rate us on iTunes. That's the only way we show up, I believe, in anyone's feeds. Um, on the front page, maybe one day we'll be on the front page of iTunes as a featured podcast, but those ratings do help. Comments definitely help. And we just want to know what you guys think. So please um, go visit us on iTunes. Okay. This is a very special episode. Another one. (laughs) They've all been very special, but we had the chance to uh, speak with actor Lakeith Stanfield. He's in the upcoming film Crown Heights, which is releasing in the Bay Area September 1st and everywhere on September 8th. If you don't know Lakeith, you definitely know him uh, by some of the films he's been in lately. He was in Get Out. He's been in um, Straight Outta Compton. He's been in Selma. He's on the show Atlanta uh, with the Childish Gambino, Danny Glover. Uh, and his first big uh, part was in a movie that I really loved called Short Term 12. So um, Google him, look him up. We talked to him. He said a lot of important things and just a really thoughtful guy. And again, he's only 26 years old. So you guys watch out. But uh, here you go. Here's our interview with Lakeith Stanfield of Crown Heights. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, uh, you are in a new movie called Crown Heights. Welcome to Bitch Talk. How are you? Thank you. Oh, I like the name of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was reading that you, um, at the time of this, um, when the script came to you, you were reading about the prison industrialized complex. Mm-hmm. Um, so this script comes kind of magically at a really good time. Um, how come you said yes? Because I... I felt there was really no other option. I felt that this was kind of brought to me by like the universe mm-hmm. and, and that it was something that needed to be talked about. And so I, I felt, you know, really um, honored to, to be asked to be doing this, you know. And having done it now, I feel even more honored having been a part of it. To me, it doesn't really even feel like a film credit. It feels like a um, like I've been knighted into, into forever with, with this um, project for this real guy's life mm-hmm. and that's what I cared about like just being mm-hmm. a part of his life and his family once I knew they liked the film I didn't really care what else might come from it um, I hope people like it but that wasn't my intention to set out to like make a good movie per se I just <laughs> wanted to make something that they could be proud of and that he could you know his 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 family and kids could look back on mm-hmm. and be like there was there was something um, that might have been good that came out of this horrific experience right right did you feel a deeper pressure on yourself because it was a real life it was a real life story and and you were portraying a real man and he's he would watch it one day did you feel a lot more pressure because of that I felt determined I felt determined to make sure that I did a a good job um it just made me feel like I had to really put all of my energy in the, in the right places in order to make sure I did the best I could do. So I kind of got into warrior mode and I was mm-hmm. like, we're going to 
we don't get this done. You know? <laughs> we kind of yeah. had to with that character, though. Um, that character is a warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this film, there's a lot of layers to it, but there's also the layer of friendship and being loyal. Can you talk a little bit about that between um, Colin and Carl? Yeah. We don't survive life without good friends. We don't um, move through life uh, as humans without having connections that are meaningful, which is one of the reasons why I like being an actor, really, is because I love humans and I love their interacting. <clears throat> and I know that that's a very integral part to one's sort of development. And that development doesn't stop. And in fact, when you get locked into prison for a murder you didn't commit, it only begins to become stifled. Unless you have people on the outside who really care and are willing to help you through. Carl represented that to, to Colin. I grew up with a good friend who was my really uh, close friend who, you know, I felt like always helped me when I was down. Mm -hmm. Always reminded me to persevere and to keep moving forward. And that friend is no longer here. So his I'm voice sorry. was echoing with me as I'm going through this. And so I felt not only to play a duty to Colin, but to pay duty to him who had lost his life at like 23. Oh, you wow. know, so, you know, all of that, you know, kind of influenced me moving through this and, and knowing that I had to keep my head pushing forward. It is a very, very important thing to just treat people how you want to be treated and, and be good to people. And mm -hmm. if you, if you want to expect that in return that, you know, you want to, push that out that's what Carl did for Colin and he leaped bounds that are unimaginable I mean uh, yeah <laughs> everyone should have a friend I mean have a good friend everyone but I don't know like if that. someone would do that for me I would okay <laughs> anyway yeah and, and I you know when I met Carl the real guy I was like no this can't be the case there's no people aren't this damn good like people aren't this good natured are they uh, yeah. I, I, I come from the city I'm like it can't be he's like I'm from Trinidad you know where they got the trees yes they are and <laughs> yeah. that's who I am and so it was a beautiful thing um, and yeah I, I uh, yeah I mean I just I think everyone wants a friend like Carl right um, can you talk about them a little more were they on set every day were they a part of the set um, yeah Carl was on set almost every day and Colin would pop up intermittently throughout, um, just throughout shooting. I don't know if he planned this, but he tended to come on the biggest scene, on the hardest scenes for me. And no I was just he, over he planned, like, yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Um, okay, <clears throat> let's do it. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Well, when it, when it came to like the prison scenes, solitary confinement, all those things, mm -hmm. like how did you get in that mind space? Did you spend a lot of time with inmates or with Colin or in actual prisons and? How did yeah, you prepare for I that? I spent a little bit of time with Colin, and he introduced me to his family and everything. We just talked about his life now and how he's living and how he's doing and how his family just sort of, you know, how they're getting on, getting on now. That's what I was really interested in. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't want to come in as a sort of reporter with the book and the pen trying to like, well, what is this? How did you feel about this? And let's take you back in history and let's go. I didn't really want to do that. I just wanted to see how he was today. And I think from that could give me indications about the type of person he is. And that's all I really need to know. Mm -hmm. um, and once I have that information, then it's like, okay, now I draw on my own experiences. I think that's kind of an actor's job is to sort of draw on your own experiences, live life, live a full life so you have access to things that you may need in order to portray whatever you may need to portray. So I drew on the times that I felt isolated, alone, um, in circumstances that I couldn't help or fix. And um, there were uh, sort of institutions and things around me that made me feel like it wasn't fair. When I had interacted with law enforcement myself in situations that I felt mm -hmm. weren't just. 
So I just dug into those and tried to bring them to the forefront of my understanding and highlight them and and, mm. and, and allow them to live in that in that space. And also my trailer was a, a jail cell on set the whole time. And I didn't wow. really leave my apartment in New York. I just kind of sat in there and just lived in the in the boring, agitating isolation. Kind of tried to feel what that must feel like. And then when I get on set, it's, it's back in that mode. But yeah, it was just a combination of, of all those things. Oh yeah, I mean, we did go to visit prisons and talk to inmates and things. And it was funny because um, the host that took me to one of these prisons, he asked everyone, raise your hand, whoever here was innocent. When they, you know, sort of got locked up, everybody raised their hand. Right. <laughs> but that led me to understand why no one would believe Colin and why it might be a hard place to speak truth in because there have been so many other people who were just like, yeah, I didn't do nothing either. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. then I understood that his, his, his yells would not be heard if, in fact, he didn't have outside help like Carl. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, how is Colin today? He's good. Yeah. He's, he he appears to be so balanced that, you know, he's one of those people I look at. There's only a few people I know like this one. I'm just like, how can you be this good of a person? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How can you, um, you know, come out not pointing fingers, not wanting to burn the world down. Mm-hmm. Right. Not wanting to blow shit up. <laughs> just, you know, just sort of was just, I'm good. And I enjoy life and I enjoy the small things and I'm glad I'm free. I'm glad that people realize their um, mistakes and I forgive them because you have to forgive. And I'm just like, wow. (laughs) Yeah, I have a lot to learn. (laughs) I'm just I'm trying to soak all this goodness up because it's not me. I would have been mad. But (laughs) he he wasn't. Right. Um, Maybe we'll get a little political here if you want. (laughs) That's cool. How do you? How do you keep your head straight with all the craziness going on in the world right now? Because you pick really great films to be in. Mm. And I'm wondering if that's how you're, that's how you're keeping it cool. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Did I just answer my own question? Well, yeah, no, no, I never even thought about that. But but I think that is uh, to an extent true because my work is the way I'm able to express myself. Mm -hmm. I got Mm -hmm. a lot to say. I don't know if I would be able to do that if I didn't have this job. I wouldn't, you know, I'd just go crazy, I think. Possibly become a little bit more, I mean, I'm crazy now. Um, I think that everything that <laughs> In a happens, good way, though. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, unhealthy in, crazy. In a, in a way that <laughs> yeah. we're all slowly but surely becoming. Yeah. There's just so much information, so many things going on that you have no choice but to be directly affected by it. Mm-hmm. And, but I think you want to try and take that energy and push it in a, in a place that is um, productive and not uh, destructive. And if I'm going to destroy something, what I'd like to destroy is the person that I walk through the door as and maybe come out another person mm. in another story. And mm. so that way we can, um, so if, if I can understand your lifestyle, then I sort of uh, create a space where mine is. And I guess it's always a self journey of trying to find oneself. And uh, through these other characters, I get to see who, who I am versus mm-hmm. things I would do, things I wouldn't do, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of a, a cathartic experience for me in, in that sense. And yeah, yeah, I think it does. It's that's acting, acting be therapy <laughs> that you get paid for. Yeah, <laughs> and your music. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, maybe? Yeah, my music, in some ways, even more so, mm-hmm. because I'm just able to like really say all the things I truly feel, and then I'm conflicted about. And you know, the beautiful thing about the kind of music I make you really won't be able to tell whether it's something I really feel or if it's something I'm just saying because it goes from all different edges of the spectrum. Um, 
And sometimes I'll look back on music that I made years later and be like, how did I know that was going to happen? Or how did I know that I would feel this way? Um, and so sometimes I find myself ghostwriting for the future. Oh, wow. Is that going to be an album title? <laughs> That's not a bad idea. It's not a, write that down. <laughs> it's not G-W-F-T-F. Yeah. <laughs> Ghostwriting for the future. Just a little thank you to Bitch Talk in the notes. Yeah, just, just, in the notes, just in the, a little the, thank you in the notes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hell yeah. <laughs> Shout out Bitch Talk. In That's fact, I'm recording this right now as samples. You guys will laugh. So. <laughs> yeah. oh. Exactly. Actually, Bitch Talk would be a good title, too, but. Maybe our album. Yeah, that's our album. Don't, <laughs> okay. don't give that away, Ann. Don't give it away. We could do it like a, 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 a collaboration thing. Yeah. <laughs> she spits a little game. Talk. She's good. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. Okay. Dope. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, I just want to thank you for your time. Thanks for being on Bitch Talk. Thanks for doing Crown for Heights. Really powerful performances. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. That was Lakeith Stanfield. Thank you so much for being on our show. Uh, we could have spent the whole afternoon with him, really. And he took some fun pictures uh, with us. Thank you. I actually handed him a sticker of Bitch Talk Podcast. So maybe he's put it on his suitcase or his laptop. Uh, we just, maybe he's thinking of us all the time. <laughs> That's the hope. But thank you. And uh, Crown Heights comes out September 1st in Barrier Theaters and then September 8th everywhere. So look for that film. Follow Lakeith. He's an interesting dude. And thanks for listening to Bitch Talk. <laughs>